Welcome to this week's episode of the PTA, which is in session with Jay Rose. We are talking all about her debut book, If You Break, as well as her upcoming book, which is live this Friday, When You Fall. Tune in to hear chat all about that as well as much more. And as usual, please rate, review and subscribe. Welcome to the PTA, Jess. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Happy to have you on. Um, Do you want to introduce yourself, tell the audience a little bit about you, about your books? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, So my name's Jess. I go by the pen name J Rose. Um, I'm an independently published author. Um, I've got one book out currently, which is called If You Break, and it's part of the Redeemed Trilogy. Um, the second book is releasing this week, kind of excitingly. Oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is so exciting. Yes, somewhat crazy, but also exciting. Yeah. Um, and I mostly dabble in sort of paranormal romance is my current situation, but I've got all sorts of different things going on. So, <laughs> all yeah. <sorts> of <laughs> Oh, no, that would be really good. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's what kind of like got you into writing and everything? Gosh, um, I, I honestly just sort of fell into it. Um, I've always been a huge bookworm growing up. Um, I think I had more books than friends, honestly. <laughs> and I was more than fine with that. Like, I was fine with that. Um, I mean, books are great. They, you've yeah. got loads of friends <laughs> with the books. So, I mean, it's... Who needs don't, yeah. humans, you know, when you've got books? <laughs> this is kind of my, like, adolescent mindset. <laughs> so, <hopefully. laughs> Um but yeah, so I, yeah, as a, as a kid, I was just obsessed with reading, basically. Um, and I'd written various bits and bobs over the years. I dabbled a bit in poetry yeah. and spoken word um, for a couple of years. Um, That's so cool. Do you still do um, spoken word and poetry? Honestly, I haven't for a while. I did it, um, I was about 16, I think. I did a whole project mm. Um and I did a spoken word festival and I'm sure there's some very embarrassing uh, videos of that somewhere buried in the internet. <laughs> no, that sounds like so much fun. Oh, spoken my God. word is such a cool sort of art form. Honestly, yes, I loved it. Just the ability to really um, just express yourself in really sort of mm. original ways. There's something really freeing about that to me. Um, and that's probably where it all began in terms of writing. Um, fiction didn't come a few years later um and it wasn't really till lockdown of last year that I sort of sat down and made this little idea in my head into a book really Uh, that's where it all began (laughs) I mean I mean I think so many authors did start in lockdown I mean it's 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 slightly terrifying not gonna lie (laughs) hearing about how Boris is going to lift all the restrictions and then it's like wait so are things like social lives work is that like all happening now Literally. like what <laughs> do we have to be human beings again like I'm not sure honestly the first conversation I have with someone is going to be tragic <laughs> I'm just gonna stand there we have no words to say <laughs> well, what would you take to your desert island oh, and man. I think you know by now five items five. Be, oh my god yeah. I thought it was three I, I five. I thought, I thought three was a bit mean. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Desert island. I mean, and I you can't it. bring a Kindle. Oh, damn. Do you know? I'm actually. That's all right. That's all right. I prefer a paperback. So 
I mean, let's start with books. Obviously, that's what we're here for. Um, yeah. It's no secret that my all-time favourite book is The Great Gatsby. Um, I was going to say it. <laughs> it's no secret. <laughs> it is an awesome book, though, The Great Gatsby. It is. It is. Um, and I will fight everyone till the ends of the earth that doesn't like it about this book. <laughs> I have well... many heated arguments about it. <laughs> Well, we can dive into a deep dive oh, of God. The Great Gatsby. <laughs> That's going to be a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, The Great Gatsby. Yeah, that would happen. That would that would be there with me, for sure. I mean, I think that's a good book because it's so layered. Like, you read it and all these images, sort of imagery, and it just keeps on. There's so much depth. It is. Do you know, it's, it's going to sound cliched, but I am a big believer in fate. Um, I just I love the idea of there being this order behind things everything happening for a reason um, and I'm sure obviously this is obvious in my writing and I was about to say it definitely comes through in your it writing does, it, sort it of does and that's something that really fascinates me as a individual but also as an author and it's something that I, I like to translate into my work because I just think it's such a incredible idea this idea that everything that we have and we everything I mean, I completely agree with you. And I mean, it's like one of the things that I always wonder. Something kind of intimidating on a metaphysical level about, you know, do, do things happen for a reason? Is my life predestined? But also in my mind, there's something quite freeing about that. The idea that, you know, we cling to this illusion of control. But mm. is it real? Is it really there? Do we have to put our faith in something else? You know, there's something that yeah. I just find endlessly fascinating <laughs> and oh it's so fascinating just to try and just like figure it all out like why are we here I mean that's the biggest question of mankind really so it's so interesting it is and this is the great thing about literature isn't it you know we're all all yeah. going to be pondering these questions till the end of the earth and being able to share this and our thoughts with other people through the medium of words it's it's that's everything isn't it really it's, it's just such a huge privilege yeah. and it's like when people want to talk to you about your words it's just amazing 100%. it's the best feeling and just knowing that even if it's one sentence has impacted someone's life it's just mind-blowing I can't describe it <laughs> <laughs> have you had um experience of that with um your writing <laughs> of your just out of interest yeah yeah it's it's a tricky one because um I have a lot of mixed feelings about my first book you know I'm proud of Mm. it I really am but when I wrote this book I didn't write it necessarily for the market you know I just wrote it for me and when it was done it was oh should I do something with this should I put it out there and I never in a million years thought that one person would read it um (laughs) <laughs> let alone a whole bunch of people and want to talk to me about it and I remember a couple of days after my first release I got this message from this random account um and it was someone thanking me for telling uh Lexi the f- female main character's story in terms yeah. of trauma and I just sat there and I just cried like a baby I was like <laughs> like like you're thanking me what what's that all about it's yeah it must have been the most surreal out-of-body experience. But, I mean, obviously, it's so true. I mean, her story is so beautifully written. It's not really a surprise, <laughs> oh, but <gosh>. you. <laughs> oh, honestly, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It is. When you put something out there that's a piece of your soul on some level, you know, it's every piece of yeah. you. And to have people pick it apart and sometimes not like bits or like other bits. And it's excruciating but also I think there's something quite 
personal and quite beautiful about that in my mind. Yeah, because you're sort of opening yourself up, you're trusting people to have a sort of like little look into your mind yeah. and it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really get more personal. It really no. doesn't, no. <laughs> what else? Um, are you going to bring coffee? Yes, so <laughs> obviously, girl, come on, we're authors. We all live and die for coffee. <laughs> we just have, we just have that IV drip. We do. Coffee. I'm coming to think it's a universal trait that if you're going to be an author, you have to be addicted to coffee. <laughs> yeah no 100 percent, 100 percent. i think authors actually have very addictive personal no it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> it really wouldn't i mean if you can write a whole book yeah. it's like yeah you kind of have to be on some level i think to commit yourself to a hundred thousand words of these people that aren't real and <laughs> it's kind of worrying about oh, that no, don't, don't, don't face it like that. <laughs> honestly <laughs> Oh, okay. So, coffee. What else are we um, bringing? To the well, island? I'm obviously gonna have to bring a pen and a paper to write because you know me. I need to yeah. get the thoughts out of my head onto paper and make sense of them and dissect them and think about them very deeply. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> Thank you. We can't. Yeah, we can't have you rocking back and forth yeah, by a palm that tree. Be, that would be me. <laughs> most likely I mean that's me every day anyway like doesn't even have to be on the islands that's just standard behavior <laughs> yeah oh uh, I mean you could have a typewriter if you prefer I'm just thinking one of my guests right. had a typewriter like so. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be fun I like the idea of that <laughs> yeah definitely oh gosh see and now I've got to think of an extra two I'm spoiled for choice I mean, I'm on a desert island, so I feel like, do I really care about survival or just enjoying myself? Maybe like a bottle of tequila, you know? I'm feeling that. Oh my God, you're literally a girl like right? yes. tequila. That'd be... Yes. I mean, if you're stuck on an island... And, I, and it, would, it would help the creative process as well. Oh, like, yeah. You know, if the voice is going too loud in your head, you're like, right, I'm going to shut you up with tequila exactly. for a little bit and then we're just going to keep and on writing. paper... Either. great Gatsby on the side I mean this is really coming together I'm feeling it <laughs> this is a great island I love it I love it oh gosh what would I do for my last one? Oh, tricky 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 I mean seeing as this is the island of just enjoying myself and just excess pleasure point, <laughs> I'm just gonna have to bring probably something to eat but like I don't really care necessarily about living for a long time so maybe just some chocolate some solid chocolate yeah. yeah writing snacks get it in there with the tequila I'm having a party it sounds good <laughs> I'm here for it oh my god that sounds amazing there was a bar actually where in the town where I went to uni and they did um chocolate tequila shots. oh stop it that sounds so good we're going it's dangerous oh, but good yeah no, I'm we're in, going anytime post 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 post-covid party i think that'd be so it is on. Fun. i'm here <laughs> i love oh uh, well i mean i think your island definitely sounds like a party mm-hmm. island um so should we just have a little chat about, okay, I say little, <laughs> quite a large chat about The Great Gatsby. And I mean, I think I think most people, they've either seen the Baz Luhrmann film or they've read it, so they will know what it's about. But do you just want to um, 
summarize it in case people haven't read it wow how to summarize this book it is what i would describe as a chaotic (laughs) mess it is a hot mess but an incredible mess at the same time i will argue Mm. this till the end of my days um It's got a kind of like dreamlike quality over yeah. it. Then you kind of finish yeah. it, and you're just like, it's what I would describe as a fever dream, as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it is a tale of excess, and it's, um, it's almost a bit of a comment on the sort of 1920s society. But you've got all sorts mm. of stuff interplaying here. There's so many layers. You've got the relationship of Gatsby, this larger-than-life figure who puts on these lavish parties and is seemingly seemingly completely defined by his identity in the public sphere. But then, in time, the whole thing is also very personal because it's not about the parties, the reputation, the money. It's all about this long-lost, unrequited love at the centre of the story. And to me, that is just... I just love that. I love that so much. I'm an old softie and it's tragically romantic and I'm here for it. <laughs> I know, but it's sort of, I feel like I've been corrupted by romance books mm-hmm. now and I'm just like, I love The Great yeah. Gatsby, but I, I sob without oh, like... <laughs> Literally, it's one of those <laughs> endings where you kind of want to punch the TV after, but you're also kind of like, I see what you did there. Okay, I get it. I do. I don't like it, but I get it. It's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um but I so what do you think of Nick I'm just asking because like we um studied the great Gatsby's GCSE and I just remember yeah. hating Nick I just like wanted he, to punch him all yeah, the time yeah I feel that I I sympathize he is an interesting character to me he is well he's many things on the first instance he's a very unreliable narrator you know he's this recovering alcoholic yeah. reminiscing on the past and that's the best way to sum (laughs) the premise of the entire book is just him in an asylum chatting about some people he used to know that's basically it Um, (laughs) yeah he's a tricky one because there's just there's so much he could have done you know there's so much he could have done and he failed to so on some levels it's like oh man come on why did you do that you could have just come on this didn't have to be that way but then coming back to the idea of predestination it's almost like okay but it did have to happen that way you know it needed to be that way and that's that's what it is for me it's this completely tragic paradox at the heart of it I mean it's such a fated story really it's sort of like from the first page like when you sort of meet Daisy and everything you kind of know even if you've never read it before you know that it's just not going to it's just not going to end well it's sort of like these these characters might act stupidly but they can't escape exactly and it's it's very interesting to me the idea of um you know none of the none of them are particularly good people okay we're gonna be real about it none of them are good they're all flawed they all make a series of very stupid mistakes but do you think that's just a sort of commentary on like people at the time or just like um, Scott Fitzgerald's general opinion of like Yeah, humanity? I think he was a cynical bastard. Honestly, I do. That is what I think of him. But at the same time, I do think there is a message there somewhere about the nature of humanity and what we are as beings. You know, we're flawed, we're perfect. We yeah. love 
too much, we hate too much, we're too emotional, we make mistakes, but isn't that what's beautiful about it at the same time? It's sort of like there's beauty and chaos, really. It's just, a, it's why it's, it's, yeah, I think it's a beautiful story. Yeah. I mean, it's not just the way it's written, it's just, it's a beautiful 100%. story. But the language in it is just It's just amazing. incredible, it is. It's yeah. just woven together in such a beautiful way. I just, every time I pick it up, it's like reading it anew. Um, it's just one of those books that I will never, ever get bored of, ever in my life. So, <laughs> <laughs> What's one of your favourite bits? Oh, gosh. Do you know? I know, sorry, that's oh, really, yeah. really, really difficult cool. question. For me, but... it's the green light. Um, it's this idea of Gatsby. He becomes fixated by this green light at the end of uh, the bay. And it's coming from um, this sort of lighthouse thing on the other side. And it represents. Yeah. Everything that's at the heart of the story, this idea of hope, this idea of love sort of transcending time and never really stopping, no matter what comes between these two people. And it's all focused into this idea of this green light. Um, and for me, obviously, you know, books over movies always, but in the movie, when you've got that scene and you've got the really intense music in the background and these really... Yeah. Which movie, which film, or is it the Baz Luhrmann one you're talking about? It might have it? to be which the DiCaprio one. one. I'm sorry, it might DiCaprio, have to be. I yeah. love it. I'm an absolute sucker for it. And he's, yeah. I mean, DiCaprio as um, as Gatsby I'm, is just match made just in everything. heaven. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's, it is the best. I will talk about it forever. So <laughs> it's terrible. Oh. Yeah. I know I was thinking actually from your island that you could have um, taken Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio there. So yeah. I think one of my guests took um, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh and God, I didn't like, even oh, think <laughs> about bringing any other one. I mean, that just says it all, really. I'm unsociable. <laughs> I'm happy to be alone with my <laughs> bottle of tequila. But yeah, DiCaprio can come. I'll make an exception for him. <laughs> he can't, he can't chat. Oh, God, no. Though. Oh, let me share that. Come on. <laughs> just um so yeah is there anything else that you want to talk about the great gatsby before we chat about no I, no i think we should talk about some more I've got to about <laughs> you. Oh, God. <laughs> no i feel i feel like the gatsby could just yeah just um be spoken yeah, about we wherever we are we'll be talking about it <laughs> um so uh, you put down Rachel Kane as one of your favourite authors when you were younger and I was just thinking talk about like the kind of books that you enjoyed reading that sort of really sparked this like yeah definitely I mean that. it's really sad she passed away um two or three months ago actually and it was yeah. just devastating it was absolutely devastating um it, it's weird how attached you can become to people that you've never met you know <laughs> Well, I guess I guess they create worlds that are sort of of such comfort, and you're reading their voice. And I mean, no matter how good an author is, their voice will always come through in some degree through the writing. So it's like, it yeah, is. of course, you'll create and attachments. You know, Rachel Payne, her books basically made up my sort of pre-adolescent years. Um, it was when she was really sort of hardcore publishing at the time. She had dozens of books coming out. Um, and as a kid, it used to be on the weekends. It was, um, I'm guessing if any Americans listen to this, won't have a clue what I'm talking about. But you know the works, right? Really cool. 
so as a kid you could get three books for five quid right so it used to be on the weekend yep yep can we go to the works yep we'd go down and it would be books for five pound each week I would get the next three books in the series of Rachel Kane and I would devour them within like 24 hours and then have to wait another seven days to get the next three Oh, it's just the worst because it's just like you don't yeah. understand. It's just like Honestly. you just want to keep what you. Yeah, there's yeah. no restraint when it tell comes. Tell me to like to... pace myself, but I was like, no, like I need to know what happens. <laughs> what like what is restraint? <laughs> <don't> know her. Um... <laughs> so, but she's got quite a you... large backlist. Is there any book of hers that you just that's like one of your particular favorites? The one, one that the one for me was impactful. the Morganville Vampire series. Uh, it's it's huge Ooh. i have it on my bookshelf even even now and it takes up a whole <laughs> shelf it's massive uh, do you um find that you go honestly back i did a couple of years uh, ago i went back and reread it and even though it was you know okay the writing isn't as good as i remember as a 12 year old there was something incredibly nostalgic about reading it and i just i absolutely loved it and it was just incredible reading it again and i don't know it was just it's just amazing because I think you've got that sort of, you've got the years yeah. on you, like you've sort of got more experiences and you're like, oh, actually, I can, I can, you can understand it more maybe than when you're 100%, 12, yeah. And I think there's yeah. something about rereading your favourite authors, but having something yourself, yeah, it gives you this whole sort of other world to consider. Um, and it was just something really, really, really nice about that, about being like, being able to connect with her, this person that's never met me I'm just a random person talking about her uh, across the ages of my sort of growing up it's, yeah it's incredible the impact authors can have on you truly yeah so it's it's yeah no it really is um do you want to uh, just talk about yeah. Morganville vampires uh, before uh, yeah. again summarize I think it's like 16 books or something in it it's huge um so it begins with this idea of this character called Claire and she's a very sort of naive very intelligent girl she moves away from home and she starts attending this university in this sort of uh, town and it becomes quickly clear that things aren't as they seem and this entire town is just full of vampires basically that are living amongst these humans and it's not a secret they're completely out there um and the series basically just follows a her growing up, um, which I guess was why I related to it so much because it does follow her growing into a woman. And yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I love that, and it's really, yeah, you can kind of grow with her as you're exactly. as you're yeah. reading. Um, I mean, I think I I don't know. I mean, I think I had that to an extent yeah. with Harry Potter. I- like to an extent, I mean, I was sort of about four years like behind them or something, or like five years behind them. But yeah, no, that's I had it to an extent with that. Definitely, so I can definitely. Yeah. These like these understand. stories that are yeah. so universal. I mean, that's why they sell, I guess. You know, because they do. People are able to see themselves in them, and there's something quite incredible about that—the power of words. You know, <laughs> it's such it's such an yeah. equalizer, really. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from; like you can all bond over. Yeah, over these people books. that don't it's exist, and it's just, like you know them better than people <laughs> in real life sometimes, which is quite interesting. 
I just, I mean, it's sort of, it's one of the things I love about the community we're in because I think I joined the community when I was mm-hmm. releasing my book. I was never part of the community before and then I like discovered it and I was like, oh my God, it's just amazing. You've got all these people who just mm-hmm. want to talk about books. Um, I don't know when you joined the community, if you joined when um, you were I've kind of been around, um, but on a sort of personal level. Um, I started beta reading mm. uh, three years ago, I think. Um, and I sort of discovered the world of reverse harem uh, initially. <laughs> I got into it. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm just about to um, talk to you about Friends with Monsters because yes. I absolutely adore yes. that. But... I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you find that when you try and, like, I don't know, talk to your, like, in real life friends? <laughs> <laughs> and, you're just, and you're just like... Yeah, I know this girl has multiple lovers. Look at you like, what? And just like, <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> and it's like, um, yeah. um, we're all just living our dreams here. And they just, but yeah, I get that. I really do. Honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, do you want to summarise Friends with Monsters before we do have you know? a little chat about it? So it is, yeah. So Albany Walker. Yeah. I absolutely love her. Um, and she was my first reverse harem series. Um, she popped she your reverse harem. She took it. Um, <laughs> and it was the Infinity Chronicles series. Um, <gasps> I, yeah, I, I love it on so, so many levels. And I just remember reading it for the first time and just being mm. completely mind blown that this whole world of, you know, reverse harem was there really, and it was like, oh my god, this is this is cool. I like this. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you thought initially because I, I, I think when I read my first, which was um, Boys Above Reprep yeah. by CM Sunek, I was like, I'm yeah. not sure. Like, I'm not sure if it's my cup of tea. Even but then you're I'm reading just, it, like, and you're yeah, like, should I be enjoying this? Am I a bit twisted? But by the end of it, you're like, yeah, I'm here. Bring it on. Where's the guys? Come into my house. <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> oh it's yeah do you want to um summarize infinity chronicles yeah. um if honestly it's one it, of them isn't it it's one of those staples but... but it focuses mm. again around this idea of you have a fairly i think it's fair to say a fairly naive innocent main character and just thrust into this yeah. world of complete chaos basically and discovers that she has these bonded pairs um that form her sort of little group and it's it's really quite incredible for me it's this it's a lot of the story is about her development as a person but also her relationships individually with each member of her harem um and it's for me it was just incredible to read a story of character development with you know like five of them is there six of them mm-hmm. like it was just mind-blowing to me it really was and then it's sort of what she goes through as well yeah. is like really tough. So it's like not only is she finding herself, but she's like finding like these guys exactly. and sort of how like her relationship with them. Definitely. And, and I like the fact that she that. wrote the relationships very realistically. Uh, I think it's fair to say yeah. in this genre, you do sometimes get this sort of idealized world. You know, you get like the strong one, you get the funny one, you get the smart one. But with Albany yeah. Walker, she just wrote these characters so organically. You know, they mis- they have mistakes, they argue, they fight, they say the wrong things. And for me, it brings them to life off the pages. 
I mean, that's what makes them believable. I mean, it's sort of going back to the idea of a messy character. I mean, everyone's, I mean, it's the phrase, everyone's human. Like, you mess up, you make mistakes, no one's perfect, no matter how much you want to be. It's Exactly, yeah, it's incredible. (laughs) And again, it's the power of these books. You know, it doesn't matter what genre they are, whether people like the same thing. It's this underlying um, power of the written word you know to just show these reveal these things within ourselves and it's incredible yeah it really is like geeking out about writing it but honestly it is <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean aren't we all I just think it's just so yeah I mean you're because you're studying I do um, yes English guilty. <laughs> I do study English yes <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's I mean it's the written word is so powerful because it's like it's you could just transport people to these places or you couldn't it it is incredible um (laughs) and I'm very lucky to be able to study something that I absolutely adore you know um for this exact reason it's just there's something it's such a privilege to be have this connection with these people that write these books and puts their soul on paper you know and you can somehow how how has you yeah. been just has it been one okay with <laughs> um, lockdown but yeah it's it's been it's been interesting so I'm in my third year um yeah because I was thinking it must be yeah your yeah, final, so it's, final year interesting it's actually my third year of uni but the second year of my course um I swapped I've always done my first year admittedly <laughs> um, <laughs> I was doing psychology doing I did a year of psychology offer? yeah <laughs> well that's it it's like it is really it is and it's yeah it's one of those things that I absolutely loved it I really did and I wanted to do it so badly um but just you know just to be real about it when you're struggling with your own self sometimes there's something quite exposing about studying something a little bit too close to home um and as much as I love talking about, you know, mental health awareness and in my writing, I do focus a lot on this. It's it's one of them that sometimes you have to let go of these things that maybe hurt you a little bit too much. And for psychology, that was it for me. You know, I loved it, but I let it go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think writing is sort of different. Like you can channel yeah. all of that, but like yeah, in some ways, public is like a university Definitely. course. It's sort of yeah, not not the best feeling. Of it. Honestly, like, yeah, that is hundred percent under my heart how I felt. You know, and I don't, I I never want to feel that way again. <laughs> and with books, I can take yeah. back control of my brain, and I can put these things in a book, publish them, and then wave them goodbye, and that's it. You know that's me it's for my it's for myself and my own therapy as much as anything else it's just like the way you've like dreamed up this whole society like paranormal society and it's like I don't know I'm really fussy and I'm really (laughs) difficult with PNR I do like PNR but (laughs) it takes it takes a lot for me to sort of love it because I don't know if you'd agree and I know that's brilliant brilliant PNR out there but sometimes it's a bit you're reading it and you're just like yeah this isn't believable enough I get that, enough I get that. it has myself to be in the story believable in my mind which is a really hard thing to achieve um yeah 
But I mean, yours is so believable that I just, you just lose yourself in this whole world. Yeah, I mean, and... I, to me, that was a big thing because I'm exactly the same as you. If I'm not convinced of something, it's an instant turn off for me yeah. for the book. Um, so it had to be, when I was writing it, when I was planning it, it had to be in my mind something that I could feasibly see happening, no matter how um, sort of mm. fantastical this idea was. I wanted it to be still based in reality you know and to tackle these really difficult issues that we experience in our reality but in this other world um yeah yeah I mean I think that's what was quite clever it's like Lexi obviously goes through a lot in her sort of mortal life I guess you could say and then in her mortal life I feel like I just feel so sorry I'm not very nice because it's just like she's 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 (laughs) <laughs> she's finally got the time to process everything and now but then she's got like a yeah. whole other heap of issues to process as well like not necessarily the time to deal with it yeah um, and I was just like <laughs> oh Jess be nice to her I know like, I give her a hard time <laughs> I am I'm not sorry but I am <laughs> <laughs> do you um do you want to uh yeah just summarize your yeah really I am terrible at summarizing this book <laughs> so what to say about this book so if we break <laughs> if you break it's I a mean, hot I mess always read <laughs> like my life it is a hot mess this book um so it is set in a world where our main character Lexi um she experiences a very it's fair to say a very traumatic death um there's uh, quite a few triggers attached to this book in terms of that um but she finds herself waking up back in this body that she was essentially you know ripped from when she died and into this other world and she finds herself surrounded by this entirely new secret society in which essentially death is not the end you know um these people are brought back from death and thrust into this world completely randomly it's completely sporadic um and there's a lot of sort of ideas behind the force and this sort of idea of why people come back and it's again back to the idea of predestination it's why us you know there must be a reason for Mm. this who's doing this who would who's you know pulling the strings here um and that's an idea that I play with throughout the whole series really this idea of who's behind it all you know I know, because I mean, it's um, you. I'm gonna really hash this <laughs> up. I know I am. Because it's like, I mean, you sort of talk yeah. about the Vitae in the, the and how they sort yeah. of randomly choose all these people to come back, and it's just like, I you just like when you read it, you get so many like you're sort of thinking of all these like ideas of like where you could be going with Definitely. it. Definitely, like, yeah. Know, I mean, this um, this book satisfies the philosophist inside of me <laughs> honestly it does it does <laughs> um how does it tie into your like ideas about like life after death yeah. and, I think everyone's got a sort of, of idea like, what's like, I mean, beyond the veil and... it's one of those things you know I've never really experienced a personal loss that close to me obviously um I've mm. you know death is something we're all confronted with but um for me it's always been sort of far off concept and it's one of those things that I've always found again really fascinating this idea of you know what's what's behind it all why are we here why do the things that happen to us happen Um, 
and you know growing up and studying various things that I did and I was I was really into philosophy um, and just the the different ideas behind Mm. this idea of you know like there's got to be a reason for it come on really there's got to be a reason why we're here and it just it grew from there it's the book is as much as a personal story to my own fascination with this field as anything else really yeah and just sort of exploring it um have you did you are you so are you I've are you like a plotter with it do you kind of or do you just let it yeah I mean I had the bare bones of this story that I wrote as a kid um and it was obviously I know I think I remember you saying and I was like it's just like when you're reading it bearing that yeah. in mind it's like, oh, bloody hell it's got all these like, ideas I'm portraying a very so weird cool. image of my childhood <laughs> um I promise I'm, I'm kind of not mostly normal yeah, yeah. kind of <laughs> but yeah it did it's so it started with this no. obviously very stripped back version and it was the, the bare bones were there you know we've got this character that has a really, really rough time. And she's almost glad when the end comes, you know? Um, But it's not the end, it's not the end. And it's all about this internal struggle to find your identity in a world that is so ridiculous. It's so unlike our own, you know, people coming back hundreds of years old, like what's that all about? Yeah, but I mean, what's so sort of clever about it is that it's sort of quite real. They're just, you know, by Loughlin, in Scotland. Like, <laughs> like they're in the forest. They could like, and it's not like they have any yeah. sort of. They they're human for all like purposes, but they're like not. Yeah, it's not like they've suddenly sprouted horns. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm whatever. convinced. Like, I want to go to that place one day and walk through the woods and just see if it's there. <laughs> I mean, I'll be walking around like hallucinating this giant facility, <laughs> but. <yeah. laughs> So you'll just be on magic mushrooms wandering around the world. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. No, my um, grandparents live up by enough limits. So when I saw you were writing (laughs) about time. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I was like, I can completely see it because there's so many sort of hills around there and like, you know, like islands in the middle of the loch and that's uninhabited. It is. It's it's this idea. It's not quite a portal to portal fantasy. It's not quite because it is in our world. It is firmly set in reality. But I wanted to really toy with this idea of having this sort of isolated world within our world, you know, Um, and the idea of how these two entirely separate entities interact with each other and impact each other. And for me, yeah, that's just it for me. Because I mean, I mean, you do talk about sort of like humans, yeah. and it's like them signing the accords and stuff like that, and sort of trying, like having this kind of rather shaky agreement that they can be, you know, hidden away from the world, but um, like they know yeah, that they're there, like not, they're not <laughs> experimenting on them, yeah, and quite sort of it is, yeah, and I wanted to, but I know <laughs> backdrop of this world and how things had been for so long and you know it's characters very obviously set in their ways um and in the second book I've really just enjoyed basically tearing that to shreds um and completely turning it on its head and really playing with this idea of 
what this this world can actually be and what it can what it means you know yeah and what it I mean I just thought it was intriguing I mean I'm really sorry to know the tone of the conversation um because your your book your book book oh my god well I think this I think there are lots of layers to it but I mean I've always been intrigued by how like you know the supernatural interact with like of the course, human world yeah, ever since I mean, like, you know, reading all of us, isn't it? <laughs> and how <laughs> it was it was yeah. Uh, yeah, team Edward team Jacob all that but I mean it was how <laughs> it's how like they had to keep hidden from humans because like humans are just so curious and like when they've got the upper hand exactly. and it's like nothing's really gonna hurt them yeah. it's like they will experiment on anything that's not the norm like yeah and I really guess as much as it is moral. a fantasy world for me there's also something of my own commentary I guess within that about I try to talk about the sort of destructive yeah. power of politics of greed of people's ambitions and their own interests mm-hmm. um but for me the the fun part was bringing all these real things that I think about and we hear on the tv and putting them into this world that doesn't exist and just really playing with how that how that pans out you know in this completely different landscape than the one we recognize well, I mean, it's sort of, is it, is it almost in a way kind of making sense of the world as well? And just like, it does. The craziness it does. I think, yeah, you hit the nail on the head just... there that this crazy world, you know, writing this in the middle of a pandemic, I was writing this world that didn't really make sense and surrounded by a world that didn't make a lot of sense. And there's something quite comforting about that. Yeah, because I mean, one of the main things is um, Lexi. Well, I, I thought one of the main things was Lexi yeah. just trying to understand. Definitely, understand yeah. Hell, and I guess happening. on another level, that is, there's something in it about her as a person, as a woman, as a victim, as so many things, trying to find yeah. her place in the world. And, you know, isn't that what we're all trying to do here? You know, we're. Yeah, all trying to figure it doesn't it doesn't yeah. end when you magically exactly. sort of get out of that like teenage phase. It does. It almost <laughs> I mean I know twenty. I <laughs> um you don't have to um answer this if you don't want, but is um is your writing inspired? Yeah, by writing no, I, I think or is it authors are always um, going to have something personal in their books. Even the most, you know, hardcore fantasy writers, there's always something in it. And for me for me there was something about yeah. writing a story about a victim that takes that part of herself and turns it into something to be proud of something that makes her strong and you know she wears that almost like an armor by the end of the book and for me there was something deeply healing about that but also deeply empowering about making you know reflecting my own journey I guess as a person in this other person this this, you know this part of my brain that on paper yeah it's it's a privilege (laughs) it really is No, that's um. Is that it? Really is. I mean, and it's just to share it. I mean, it must have been so surreal when <laughs> you published it, and it's like 
did you did you have before before we move on to talk about like your upcoming yeah. works obviously when you fall like when you publish <laughs> it when people were like starting to love it is that is that is that when you started to get you know the addictive the addictive just being like <laughs> oh shit this could be a reality like the dream of being oh, a writer and a leafy me, guy it was it was more of this sort of happen. existential dread <laughs> <laughs> there was something quite I think coming to terms with the idea of people being in your head at first for me was quite difficult and I guess I was Mm. I you know I'll put my hand up and say that I think I was naive going into it and I was wasn't prepared for how much this story would mean to people and how much that would mean 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 to me in turn um and it is is that is that is that okay it's gonna sound really weird but is that quite challenging with the second one just because I mean it's it's not an easy process at all the self-publishing business um and there's so many times like when you had your own bet you must have felt like you wanted to give up or stuff like that but then you've got you've got a handful of readers who just want you to you want to find out what happens it's a tricky one you know this second book took me four months to write um and it was it was a daily process of having to sit in this person's head and figure out this entire huge mess that I'd created for myself for the sake of the book. <laughs> did you um? Did you so? Did you, did you have, know where you were going? Yeah, I had a rough idea for uh, me with if you break. I'm kind of I'm not a pot plotter or a sort of pantser. <laughs> but I mean, I mean more. I mean more in a sense like you kind of were like, right, okay, this is with an editor. Yeah. I'm gonna start planning well not planning next one but like thinking yeah. about the next one there's always an end game in like, mind I mean with the, the first story one. as well there kind of has to be because it's it's gradually revealing things and leaving these little breadcrumbs for the readers to pick up so I had an idea of where I wanted it to go um once yeah. I got into it I sort of immersed myself in it and I became more sure about the idea that I wanted to essentially you know break this character even more in the nicest way possible and really challenge everything that she established in the first book. <sighs> I promise you'll be so sorry for Lexi. Like, I'll give her a break. I mean, I think it's just a testament to your writing how much like, you <laughs> empathise with her from like the first um, and yeah, I think I'm a bit mean like... to her, but she will get Come her on. own back. She will. <laughs> Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. So, yeah. So, do you want to um, yes. talk about So, this Friday, yeah, the 26th of February, is coming out. It's book two in the Redeemed trilogy. Um, it follows on after the book's events of book one. And essentially, it is going to be about, about many things, really. It's the, the first instance of Lexi having to come to terms with what happened in book one and really fight for this this world that she's been thrust into um and for the people that she loves as well and that's there's that but then there's also continuing this journey of self-discovery that she's on you know what kind of person do I want to be what will what kind of person will my actions make me you know um and it's it's yeah it's going to be tough for her it's a long it's a long book and it's a long journey but it's it's all about the idea of her finding her place in this world and what it means to be a member of the redeemed 
Oh, I think that's so exciting. And will we will we find out more? Well, we will find out more. Like, yeah, of yeah, course, about definitely. The, the, and, like, why the ideas there. of the first and, book with the vitae with the unknown person behind everything mm. is something that I again kind of sadistically play with in book two and string you along with and reveal things and I hope by the end of it you will either be cursing me or just generally running in terror but <laughs> hopefully nope it's going to be so a trilogy book three is going to be the latter half of the this trilogy. year um when I finished when you fall I really just needed a break mm-hmm. from intense dark fantasy um, I hundred yeah. percent. It's it's sort of it complex takes it out of you um, for sure. And I went in the complete opposite direction. I went for contemporary. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that. But of are course, you still of course. I've been dark told path, that this book we... is uh, a bit <laughs> of a, a head a head scratcher. So <laughs> yes. It is. Oh, I love, I love I'm sure you've seen various They're images from my alpha reader on Facebook absolutely wanting to murder me from 3,000 miles away. <laughs> so, um, it's, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> well, Facebook is a very good yeah, medium. It's just sort of hide from them when they threaten you with time. death. Yeah. <laughs> In an endearing way, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take I mean, that. You know, death is always endearing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want to find that into more. RH as well. Uh, so that's that's one part of it. So, um, how much can I say without giving this away? So it's 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 been a bit of a secret project, honestly. So the first book's done, and I'm I'm into the second, but I've been sort of trying to write and sort of prepare to rapid release yeah. this one um, yeah I know because you've been telling me a bit about it in, so, so um, I've just been really intrigued in an experimental institute <laughs> for the dangerous and disturbed um, yeah I mean what it is it's very it dark so it's exciting. very uh, unapologetically gruesome in parts it's got a lot of sort of commentary on mental health on again similar similar themes to my original Mm. book you know and this idea of someone finding their way in a world that they don't like and they don't really want to be a part of um but in this sense it's uh it's got a few more it's got a few more hidden twists in it you know we've got four guys in it <laughs> are each equally flawed and um twisted in their own ways but they all have redeeming qualities and yeah it's gonna be good. <laughs> um, that's um keeping with um the theme of 2020 i'm sorry i am a sucker <laughs> i am absolutely sucker for it so I just had I just had to check because basically the whole slippery slope that I don't know if you agree with our age for me was oh I'm not too sure 
but it's fine all these yeah. girls all these guys right about that. <laughs> and then it just like went and then it just went to and then it and then it went to well if there's a relationship like both physical and yeah. emotional between that the guys as well like, I'm all with you at the same time. Um, it was that was the case for me in my other books you know I wanted there to be an established relationship between the two males however unhealthy their relationship is um and in this book yeah there is there's a, there's a few different kinds of relationships you know we've got two brothers who have a very difficult dynamic we've got two they say they're best friends but they're you know they're together in some senses and there's a lot of dynamics beneath the surface and then in walks this this girl into this completely stark setting and it's all about her place among them and obviously their individual relationships yeah. but also as a group and as a family that they become you know and yeah and then I'm just going to pull the rug out from under their feet and screw it all up as typical fashion yeah. <laughs> oh, but I feel like it's something that authors absolutely enjoy doing I mean I personally it's like have you seen that movie? <laughs> Like, take the character I've away seen from it. Them, I've seen it. Somewhere nice, wrap a blanket around them. Honestly, that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel. I feel like we need to um get some oh one night maybe yes. after we do and keep you like in control. Um, to do like to do like one of these drunken oh lives on Facebook. I feel like if you're popping your release. She carry, would absolutely like, murder me. <laughs> Oh my god, I love her, but she would kill me. <laughs> oh, it would be so much fun. We could get like all oh, the man. secrets out of you. You'd be like, <laughs> oh my god, maybe one day, maybe one oh, day. <laughs> yeah, I maybe, think maybe, to that maybe, then. maybe to your third book. Third book, you can hold me to it. Okay, third I'll book. I will remind you. <laughs> Oh well, God! I'm like sign a contract or something now. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Okay, well, but okay. No deflection. Where do you oh, want to be in five, five years? Plan. You know, what's your five-year plan? I've got a year left of my degree. I want to graduate. I want to be done with being a student. I want to put everything that I've achieved in the last four years of being a student into my work you know I want to write more I want to explore mm. more themes that make people uncomfortable but people need to talk about you know um, and that's that's really my aim to keep yeah, writing these really books that are challenging but also needed for me and for world I hope mm-hmm. I don't know I mean I might just be a broke author with no one listening to me raving at that point so we'll see <laughs> no I'm sure you'll have lots of people lots of people I think it's um I'm really excited I'm really excited to see like yeah um (laughs) um if anyone because I mean you sort of started your journey uh well I mean you've been right but like started your journey into the minefield at KDP last year (laughs) um is there anything that any like advice to um what like yeah, one of your I mean in terms of practical advice or... like don't ask me I'm useless but in terms of creative vision what I would say <laughs> to myself a year ago and also everyone else in the position that I was a year ago you know you're sitting down yeah 
and your laptop and you're absolutely terrified yeah, of this keyboard yeah. and the words that you're going to write and you're worried about what people will think whether it'll sell whether it even matters mm. what I would say is this book is it's your baby okay it's a piece of your soul so the most important thing you can do is be authentic own it write your truth and the rest will follow everything else will follow and it doesn't matter if one person reads it or a thousand people read it because if you're authentic and you stay true to the voice inside yeah. of you that is writing those words and that's the most important thing 100 mm. no definitely and i think yeah no it sort of it ties back into <laughs> fate honestly I'm well i have to have many conversations you believe in fate as well because over to the cocktail <laughs> i could i could honestly yeah. yeah talk about fate over tequila oh my god yeah, how did i not know that national PM. like <laughs> we have to go to the shop <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's it's sort yeah. of like there's it's there's a reason that you started writing and it's sort of like there's a reason everything happens it is. and it's you know, every bad review and every comment that across. maybe you don't agree with it's to you for a reason you know and it's just mm. about learning it's about growing it's about embracing your journey and as the characters do and as we do as humans yeah. really yeah although 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 it's quite a terrifying process yeah. because of like how much the secret side that no one talks about yes side inside. <laughs> being a horse is crippling um <laughs> no, no I don't want to put people off but you have to invest in yourself <laughs> is the way I see it you invest no. in your own potential and that is the best kind yeah. of investment you can do that would be what I would say <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to the PTA. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of J-Rogues. I very much hope you enjoyed it. And as usual, please rate, review and subscribe. I can't wait to announce next week's guest this weekend. But in the meantime, please check out J-Rogues' books and download when you call this Friday.